1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, everybody, and welcome to Believe Cowboys. Episode two, Jeff Cavanaugh alongside former Cowboys wide receiver Jesse Holly. And the first thing that we have to say is, Jesse, congratulations. You wanted to block, and now we're going to block.
0: Yeah, you know, I guess be careful what you wish for. Or, or be more specific of what you wish for, because I wanted the old lineman, and that, like that is that is a prophetic word right there for anyone who is, a, is who is a a prayer believer. Make sure when you pray, you pray specifically. Don't <laughs> just start asking for stuff all while and willy nilly, and don't pray for things specifically. I should have been more specific in the type of blocker that i wanted for the cowboys i I didn't i didn't want a project i didn't yeah i wanted a i wanted a polished plug and play guard or center that's what i wanted i didn't want a project and the one word that i am beginning to despise i i am so I, i i'm coming to and i get it i understand it but i'm coming to my wit's end with the words
1: Position flex. I hate that word combination too. Cause to me, position flex just means that you're not that good. At either uh, one. Now, cause to me, position flex, isn't even something that you have to say. Like Zach Martin has position flex. You know why? Cause he's a hall of famer. He's right. incredible. He can line up and do it. Right. Uh, but when you're selling it to me on guys that aren't clear cut NFL starter, badass pro bowlers, I'm like, wait, so you're just trying to tell me that there's like, you just want a reason to keep a guy on the roster. Like that's what you're saying with position flex.
0: Yeah. So I'm, I'm beginning to hate that word position flex. And I, and we hear it more and more and more uh, coming out of the Cowboys front office mouths about position flex. And and there's certain positions where I'm like, let's just go ahead and get a guy. Let's get a dog. Like I want to hear more of that. I want to hear a dog. I want to hear polished. I want to hear plug and play. I want to hear 10 years Uh, You know, NFL career. I want to hear more things like that, not more of, you know, we like aggressiveness and position flex and, you know, it's going to help us out and project and we got some things to work on and what the potential could be like that. That's the potential gets you fired and potential gets your butt kicked in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and just briefly, thumbnail of Tyler Smith, Cowboys first-round pick out of Tulsa, offensive tackle, which led to a really interesting reaction from me when Tyler Linderbaum <laughs> went with the twenty-fifth pick. You can find that on my YouTube page, somewhere around the three-hour mark. Well, <laughs> my, if
0: you don't do anything else in your day, I promise you, I promise you, if you do nothing else in your day today, go and find that clip and listen to it, and I, you will. Like it's a, it's a stomach laugh. Like, so yeah, go find me.
1: (laughs) So Tyler Smith is a guy that depending on who you ask, most people would say was a second or third round guy. The great Dane Brugler at the athletic said there were a couple of teams behind the Cowboys in the first round that might've taken Tyler Smith, that he might've been the next offensive tackle up regardless. Um, For me personally, as somebody who does the work of watching the players, I'll have opinions on when guys are picked. Like I had Tyler Smith as a third round sort of player. And if you had taken him at 56, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that works, especially with what their plan is for him. Their plan with his skill set actually doesn't sound bad, um, but I'll just focus on him as being your left guard because the future of hopefully being Tyron Smith's eventual replacement, that's so far down the road potentially that I'm not worried about it. But like Tyler Smith, who he is, is a dude that is incredibly big, strong, athletic, and mean. So like that's a good starting point. Yes. for an offensive lineman. At Tulsa last year he had 16 penalties. So it is interesting that Mike McCarthy when their season ended last year said our highest priority is the penalties and then picked the most penalized offensive lineman in college football. But what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to take big mean nasty strong guy and say okay, well you get penalties because you're not technically sound as an offensive tackle. You have all the physical ability We're going to put you between a tackle and a center, create less room, create less of an island for you to try to block people on and just let you beat people up. So like, I'm not going to predict failure on the pick, but you can just see where I have players ranked. And obviously it's not the guy that I would have picked. Um, They tried to fill their need of a left guard. And I think that they have also walked themselves into a scenario where they're like, hey, not only is he our left guard, that's our future left tackle. And so, like, from their reasoning, Jerry Jones says that was the 16th player on the board. He was about 60th on mine. And if it was, then it's just my opinion versus Will McClay and the Cowboys Scouts. And in that case, you are more than welcome to side with Will McClay and the Cowboys Scouts. But uh, the consensus is also on my side, that most people thought he was the 50th to 60th best player in the draft. And so now, honestly there's no point in like being like, Oh, how dare they? And they shouldn't. And it's like, it is, I guess it is a discussion the day after, but then it's just, Hey, we're going to round two and three. What else are you going to do? And how is this uh, going to look at the end?
0: And, and something that I think sometimes we have to, to look at as far as perspective when, because of course, all day long, I've been getting on my Twitter, people saying, well, there are other teams in the NFL that want to take him. If the Cowboys didn't fine, I'm 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 fine. That's cool. They they can do that as well. And there's certain things that I can take the same player, and he'll look differently in a different setting. Example: Garrett Wilson, who was probably the number one receiver on a lot of people's draft boards. Garrett Wilson, to me, is not as big as of a threat with having to play. Receiver with Zach Wilson is if you told me Garrett Wilson was going to green Bay. Oh, for sure. Right. Same player. That does not change who he is as a player. What changes is the situation is that, or if you said Garrett Wilson was now playing receiver for the Kansas city chiefs or Garrett Wilson, Wilson is playing receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It changes for me, the dynamic of what this player is. So when you say, Oh well, other teams in the league were going to take him, take Tyler Smith, and plug and play him in, in there. And it may have worked better for their situation because their offensive line may not have had such so many glaring needs. And the fact of the matter is, he'll start at guard. But you and I both know, Tyron Smith, in the in the in the later part of history of his career, is gonna miss three to five football games this season. Sir, right? No, sir. Yes. Yes, Uh, uh, yes, yes. Nod your head and say yes. yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. So when you tell me that, when you tell me that, okay, we're going to move him inside to eliminate some of the deficiencies that he may have, I'm telling you that there's going to come a point in time of this season for three to five football games where he's going to have to play left tackle. Now, where does that happen? We don't know. It could be division games. It could be non-division, I mean, non-division games. But we don't know at what point in time of the season that will take place. And so when you don't give me a polished guy, when you don't give me a guy who's ready to go plug and play right now, who has tremendous um, and this kid has upside, but like I need right now. Right. Because you told me that you want to win right now. This doesn't tell me you want to win right now. This tells me that you're trying to put together a plan to win a little bit later. That's yeah. my biggest thing. So when you tell me, oh, other teams are going to take him, that's fine. They probably had a better situation in their offensive line where he would have fit as not a not, not a centerpiece or a piece to solidify, but a piece to just uh, keep the train moving in that offensive line.
1: Let me ask you this, because I do think that just thinking about the player that Tyler Smith is right now, right now, and how he is going to fit in, what he's really good at today is run blocking. What he's not really good at today is pass protection. Because, again, you're talking about a guy who is going to have to develop in that regard in terms of timing, hands play, hand placement, just all of the technique things that go with playing offensive line. But when they snap the ball and they're running behind that dude or the other way or whatever – He is a freaking bully and he is incredibly tough. Is that a real thing to you? Like I struggle a lot of times in sports with things that aren't really measurable, but I know that part of what the Cowboys wanted because I talked to people is at a couple of different position groups. They talked about, we don't want to go into a game like San Francisco, like J Ron curse. And some of the players were bothered because it was like, they're super tough and they're going to beat you up. And they're like, we're not tough. And I actually, I know that was one of the things that they were hoping to get in the draft was meaner, tougher. Like, Are those real things to you inside an NFL game or on an NFL field where some teams have the identity of, man, they're so physical, they're so tough, and, and wanting to achieve that?
0: Did you watch the playoff game last year?
1: I did. So good. Then you should just – okay, we got tougher. This is – that's a
0: real thing. And and it's and it's 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 formulated by guys like that, but the difference is is when Trent Williams walks out the locker room, right? This 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 is a tough SOB who goes on the field and shows you he's a tough SOB, right? You could sit there and tell me all day he's nasty. But Trent Williams shows you year in and year out that he's a tough SOB. Debo Sanju shows you that you're the tough SOB. Like there's certain players who goes out there and, and they have that persona or those teams have that persona and they show you that they're tough SOBs and you believe it. And, and, and it becomes a part of who they are. So is this – does his does the nastiness – the nastiness we want to get there. I, and I, and I'm, I commend them for that. You, you saw an opportunity last year where you got bullied and you really got bullied up front. And so when you, when you look across the landscape of what the NFC East is right, Washington is going to try to bully you up front. The giants are now trying to going to try to bully you up front. You know, the Eagles of what those guys are going to do. They're going to try to bully you up front. So the only way you can do that now is try to find more young lions to go up against those Mufasas of the world. So you got to find you a couple Simbas symbols that's going to be able to, that's going to be able to kind of, you know, bow up and say, all right, I'm nasty too. Um, and, 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 but I, I need nasty with the ability to actually play because being yeah. nasty and you can't play is just ill.
1: <laughs> Man, Tyler Smith's going to have to go out there and kick some ass. Cause Philly just added Jordan Davis last night <laughs> and AJ Brown and AJ Brown. Uh, I love what Philly did, which makes me hate what Philly did. Because, you know, you're like, oh, man, what a great night for that team. You're like, hey, they're in your division. You're like, man, what? I don't like what they did at all. That was absolutely <laughs> awful. Uh, I will tell you Giants this, though. Did. Huh?
0: And what the Giants did.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, shoot. You got picks five and seven, you're going to do some damage. And, man, for the first – you know, the worst thing that happened to the Cowboys in terms of the Giants is Dave Gettleman's gone. Mm-hmm. Dave Gettleman was one of the worst GMs in football, and they were just hanging out with him forever with the Giants. And now last night you get picks five and seven. You get Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. Boy, you just got a hellified pass rusher and a really good offensive tackle. Uh, Maybe – is it worth being really, really bad all the time to be super excited about your top ten picks, Jesse?
0: (laughs) But you know, here's here's the argument. Like, here's no.
1: I want to be the here's Jets on the job. I want all the picks.
0: Like the Cowboys, they give you just enough to kind of help you believe and make you believe that they can actually do something. Yep. But you like you've always been like Team Tank, and I've always been against Team Tank. Like I, I just as a player, I just I just know how much guys put into this every single day putting your you know risking life and limb every single day to go out there and play this great game so i I, i'll never subscribe to team tank
1: well just to be clear jesse team tank would never have anything to do with you team tank is something that would be done by your boss's boss's boss (laughs) and you would just look around and be like hey wait they traded all of our good players for (laughs) draft picks what and you're gonna go out there and try your very best but jesse you're gonna be wide receiver one this year and we're going to go try our very, very best, and our best is going to get us two or three wins. And we're going to go draft.
0: And and that's the thing: the Cowboys do—they do just enough to keep you interested and keep the TV ratings and keep them, the network saying we're going to put you in primetime games, and just enough that fans continue to say we're going to be number one in stadium attendance at ninety thousand fans a year. But then they do nothing at all, and they they they're, they sit in these spots of like you know seventeen. 21 pick 24 pick 31 where yeah you could get a you get a quality player but you know they 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 don't really do enough to to go and do what the Giants did to go get two top 10 picks or trade away some guys and and do stuff like that that'll really help change your franchise they always try to put a player or two and they did with Michael Parsons right you get Michael Parsons and what does he do he now gives fans a, a, a new opportunity to Say, all right, we got the future. We 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 got we got we got the new twenty twenty version of. Lawrence Taylor, and so they get excited. They buy the jerseys. They show up. Give them something to talk about. Give them something to, you know to to feel good about. But then you go, yeah, but we're not gonna get out the first round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, play better in the playoffs. That'd be really really nice. That is, I mean, that's the thing where it's like. For Cowboy fans, you look at it and I'm like, hey, if you didn't have season-ending injuries to Romo and to Dak in those years, like you're probably on a seven-year run of making the playoffs every year. So it's not like they're bad at this. They're pretty good at this, at being able to be competitive. But I need you to find the magic beanstalk that makes you actually win a playoff game instead of lose by three or four points. Jerks. Uh, Aniket, appreciate the super chat. Any thoughts on day two picks? Love the work. We'll be getting to those In just a second, Jay Moon, Nicobe Dean, Sky Moore, Jelani Woods, George Pickens, and Thrive. There you go. There's some targets that, yes, I really, really like. Uh, Do you have anything uh, more specific than – because you got us Tyler Smith, and we appreciate it, Jesse. You got us an offensive lineman that's going to play left guard. And, by the way, to people who – like, you can't even – there are no words you can do while broadcasting – that people would just be okay with. Somebody's going to get mad. It's like, give the kid a chance. I'm giving the kid a chance. I hope that I'm wrong and I hope that it works out really well. This is the team we cover and I want them to win. I hope the Cowboys are right and I'm wrong. And you're welcome to think the Cowboys are right and I'm wrong. They got a bunch of really smart people out there. Like, just, hey, can I tell you where I had a guy ranked that got picked? Without you getting all feisty? Huh? I gave you the positives. I told you what I like about him. Jerks.
0: But that's the the hope that that's the hope that keeps Jerry Jones a billionaire <laughs> and his team the most recognizable the most recognizable franchise in the world and the most expensive franchise in the world. It's, it's that hope that everyone wants you to believe that this is going to be the next Larry Allen, right? He sells it to you. Nobody sells it to you better than the way Jerry sells it to you. And you know from, from Twitter, from Instagram, from your YouTube channel, from the chats, right? Everyone's going to have this level of hope that this is the next Larry Allen. And I'm with you. I hope he is. And I tell people this all the time. As two of us who have covered the Cowboys for a very long time, right? Almost 10 years plus.
1: And very accomplished wide receivers, both of us.
0: Sure. Sure. We played the position. Yeah. How do you want to say that we played it? We played it. But nothing, nothing as far as on the media side. Brings us more joy than a successful Cowboys football team, and I'm not, and I, and I don't mean this in a in in, a, in an arrogant way. When the Cowboys are really, really, really good, we make a lot of money. It's good for us. That is, it's it's it's, it's lucrative for us. So trust and believe you me. You can call me the hater. You can call me whatever it is you want to call me. People like me want nothing else but the Cowboys to be Super Bowl bound. But there are some people like me who have a little bit of common sense and doesn't doesn't have all that mm, false hope and I don't wear always the the cowboy-colored glasses and I try to see things as though they are that says to me that, yeah, I look around the landscape of the league and I go, we can't beat that football team. We can't beat that football team. And if we had to play those guys in a serious, meaningful game, the likelihood of us winning with the roster that we currently have, it's slim to none, and we're fresh out of slim.
1: Ooh. I like when you have sayings. I like when you have sayings. Just, was that on the fly? That was on the fly. That's like the Michael Irvin thing. Like, I feel like Michael Irvin's got a great trick where whatever he says, by the end of it, it ends succinctly with a great point.
0: Like, I've, I've, had the Mike, I've had the Michael Irvin little voice in my head for like the last week and a half, no lie. And all he, all Michael Irvin's little voice keeps telling me is, everything is keep saying, and we're losing recipes. That's all he keeps saying to me. And I, I'm like, I can't get it out of my head. It just keeps going, on, and we're losing recipes. And we're losing recipes. Something will happen. I'm like, man, and we're losing recipes. I'm like, yeah, little Mike. And he just won't get out of my head. And that's all I keep saying to myself is that we're losing recipes.
1: Chike said, do you gentlemen think the Ravens made the right draft decision with Tyler Linderbaum by trading Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals? Also, thoughts on Kenny Pickett going to Pittsburgh. Hey, Hollywood Brown to Arizona is because Hollywood Brown wanted it. And, like, what a great job. Because Jesse couldn't have done this. Like, Hollywood Brown likes Lamar Jackson. They're friends. But he didn't want to play in that offense. Like, he wants to get his shine on. And he went to the Ravens and was like, hey, can you trade me? but it never became like a big public thing. There were some Hollywood Brown rumors, but it never became this big, like Hollywood Brown wants out. It was just like, Oh, I thought is that a Hollywood Brown rumor? And then they got a trade done and he's going to go play with Kyler Murray where they're going to throw the ball more. And he had success with them in college. And like Jesse couldn't have done that. No. Jesse would have been on, he would have created a YouTube channel to be like, Hey, I, they got to trade me. <laughs> I want to get my shine on. And our quarterback runs too much, so shout out to the Ravens for getting it done. I and the Cardinals, I love what the Ravens do in the draft, like every year. Every year, every year I love what they do in the draft. And so when they were picking after the Cowboys at twenty five, it's like, hey, who's your best available player, Tyler Linderbaum? And with the twenty fifth pick, Tyler Linderbaum, <laughs> I'm just like, ah, I love the way they draft.
0: No, I mean the the, the, the Ravens should do a TED talk or whatever it is, about how they go about drafting because they, they, they never draft bad. It's never a reach. It's never an overreaction. And all the guys that they draft are almost plug-and-play guys. Like, they come in, they play solid. They'll be there from, from 8 to 10 years. They may make a couple of Pro Bowls. They may turn us into Hall of Famers. But they, the way that they draft is so good that it's, it's just one of those things where like, man, you guys should do some sort of TED Talk, some sort of something to show the rest of the league how you're really supposed to go about doing this draft thing year in, year out. And even when you don't have a bunch of picks, like they do it when they have a bunch of picks. They do it when they don't have a bunch of picks. They do it when they're in the early rounds, the late rounds. They just do it really, really, really well. And I think that's credit to 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 Ozzy, who kind of was the, was the maestro behind that for many, many, many years. And and, and and it's kind of taught guys how to do this thing um, year in and year out. But they they do it, they do it the right way every single year. That's why they find themselves somehow, some way competitively in, in, in the conversation every single year, somewhere when it comes time, to, when it comes time for that part of the season, because of the way they draft.
1: And I like Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh, honestly. I think Kenny Pickett, it's weird because it's a weird quarterback class where if you're predicting massive success for any of these guys, you're probably going to be in the minority. But, I mean, they have no quarterback, and he's ready to go play football. Tony, I got the clip that you said about Linderbaum at 25, and I have to tell you, it is gold, Jeff.
0: It's gold. Put it on a
1: T-shirt. Father time. Thank you very much. Okay, we're ready for day two now, Jesse. Is do, is there a more specific prayer that you have? Is there a I want a wide receiver who's really good, and I thought would be picked in that range, or like,
0: what are you, what are you is, looking is, at? Is, is that the little is that the little Jeff in my head now with 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 the, with the whole we lose the recipes because I know you want a wide receiver here. I know that you want. I know Sky Moore is your guy. Like that. That's who you want here. Is in the and George round. Pickens.
1: And George Pickens. Okay. Uh, at Georgia, but I. The, I think you'd have to trade up. You never know. The NFL draft's wild, right? You never know. Uh, my guess is that both of those guys are going in the next ten to fifteen picks. But if not, yes, I want one of them badly. Do I think I'm going to get one of them? No, because I don't get what I want.
0: So let, let me ask you this: and in, in, in terms of of let's let's use Sky Moore, right? Let's let's use him. What what mm-hmm. dynamic would he bring to this offense? Like, how would he make this offense? prolific, or how would he help this offense get to that next level?
1: Okay, so I actually think that Sky Moore, for me, Western Michigan wide receiver, he's like 5'10", 195. Uh, think about a guy built like Golden Tate. Um, I think, man, he would be Dak's best friend. You know how Dak tends to – Like, last year, Dalton Schultz put up great numbers, and I don't want to take anything from him. He did his job. He was reliable. He did his job, and he did it well. Sky Moore's a guy that in the NFL I think is going to play in the slot. He doesn't have to because he can beat press coverage. He's got the feet for it, and he can run. Like, he can do that. But he's just one of those dudes that – you know how Cooper Cup, in a shuttle, like if we do the measurable athleticism, he's not going to win the short shuttle against some other slot receivers. But – at speed, he's able to kind of go from, oh, I'm leaning right to going left, and he doesn't lose any speed, and he just he gets open. He gets open quick. That's Sky Moore. And then after the catch, he's built into that body with 195 pounds, and he's tough to, he's tough to tackle. So if you're looking for guys in today's NFL where it's like, my two biggest things are, can you get open and get open quick? And once you have the ball, do good things continue to happen? Those are my two biggest things at wide receiver now. And I think he has both of them. So I think he would be Dak's best friend
0: one of these days on this podcast, we're going we're going to take the time to break down the art of receiving because there's so there's so much more to just running that people don't realize. and And you were kind of alluding to some of that right there of being able to maintain speed but also understand how to, to run routes at certain speeds. Like, the, like people think, oh, you just run really fast. And that's not really the case, especially when this guy's playing in the slot. Like there's a tempo to route running. And the good ones understand that. The good ones understand the tempo of where I'm at conceptually, where I'm at in the, 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 the progression, where I'm at as far as coverage. And that dictates the tempo in which I run my route. And so that's what I look for in in, in route runners. And so you are saying that about Sky Moore, that that makes me feel better. That this is a guy who understands the tempo and the conceptual part of running a route and not just being a guy who says, oh, I'm I'm 4'3", and I'm just going to run by everybody. Because we don't have Patrick Mahomes. We don't. We don't. And so you're not going to have a guy who's going to be able to dance in the backfield, run in circles, do the running man do the stanky leg, and then throw the ball 70 yards after you beat everybody running. You're going to have to, even with your speed, you're going to have to be able to get open when he's ready to throw it because we have a more, Dax, a more tempo-type quarterback. He he is a more rhythmic-type quarterback. He's not, your, he's not your super you know uh, 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 improviser. He's not your Tony Romo, and I'm not saying that he's a big stiff, but I'm saying he's at his best when he can go three-step, five-step, seven-step, release the ball that's that's when he's at his best when he has to do all that other stuff when he has to go oh three tap pump move slide spin roll that's when the ball becomes incomplete that's when the ball becomes over your head that's when the ball becomes intercepted so understanding how as a receiver to understand that hey my quarterback is more of a tempo once he hit his back foot on that third step or that fifth step or that seventh step or when he gets to that throwing point of the rollout i need to be open when that comes about so yeah, if that's what you're saying Sky Moore is as a receiver, then then that's the kind of guy that I want in this offense to match this quarterback.
1: The other guy that I think fits kind of that same thing where you're talking about, like, usually when I'm talking about a wide receiver that does that stuff well, I have stole the term, like, manipulating speed in his routes. Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama, is one of those guys, too, if he's available at 56, where it's like, can I beat you deep? Yes, but it's not because I run a 4-3 it's because of the way I run my routes like, Oh, he's, Oh, Oh, he's getting out. Oh wait, no. Oh, he must be. Oh, he's getting out again. Oh my God. Like it's when you're able to manipulate people like that and that Jalen Tolbert is another guy that does that really well. But honestly, I might be mildly surprised if they take a receiver tonight. I just, I think that right now, if I had to guess because of the way that wide receivers went so fast in round one, that there's a chance they end up with what you have right now is what you have right now. And they'll add a guy later in the draft. I wonder if, because the Tyler Smith thing, we kind of got a, you started hearing his name a lot before the draft started on draft day about the Cowboys and the name, Sam Williams at Ole Miss, the defensive end has just been so tied to the Cowboys that I'm pretty much like, well, when we hear a name so much, it happens a lot. I'm thinking, all right, I know the second round pick, that'll be Sam Williams. And then the third round, I think you're going to get Dalton Schultz's heir apparent, whoever is going to be uh, your next tight end. But if something fun happens and the right guy is there, I want a wide receiver. I, so don't, want to go play, I don't want to go play the first four games of the season with <laughs> C.D., Washington, and Noah Brown. And then, like, once Gallup is back, I guess you can go with that receiving core. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and James Washington, like, that works. Uh, it just doesn't excite me. And I like to be excited.
0: So in, in these, right, in these second, third, fourth, fifth round things, right, these become – you start becoming like the coaches picks, right? Jerry and Steven and those guys, they, they, those guys kind of really dictate what kind of goes down in those first that first round. That's the money guy. That's the guy that they're going to say we're going to get behind and all that kind of good stuff. My question to you is – and, and you've, you've, you've been around Ryan Broadus long enough to know what happens inside a lot of those war rooms. And you also know that there are point in times where certain coaches have a bigger voice, have a bigger um, uh, input. Who do you think in these next couple rounds, what coach is going to have the biggest influence and the biggest voice in the in in the in the biggest uh, possibility to sway Jerry and Steven to pick the player that they want for their side of the ball?
1: I, I think if he wants it, it's Dan Quinn. Yeah. If he wants it, I think. And that's Daniel- what makes
0: me feel, I, I feel the same way that you feel. And that's what makes me feel like defense is coming. Because yeah, I, think, like, yeah. I, I think what he's able, what he did last year with those guys and with Micah, I think he, he, is, he has earned some currency to say, hey, listen, I need whoever. And that's going to be the guy that they get. Like, you guys got an offensive guy. Now give me a guy to work with on the defense, because if you give me, if you give me currency to work with, look what I did to your defense last year. I took you from last to top 10, top 12, you know, in, in one season by what I was able to do with one player. And so, uh, and some other guys around him and Micah Parson and company. And then of course, you know, Trayvon Diggs. I don't think Trayvon is going to be able to duplicate what he did last year. That's a str- that's a reach. And that's a combination for way another day. I, we don't, you know, we don't have time to get into that.
1: I double digit um, interceptions again, just go do it.
0: Yeah okay. Um, (laughs) uh, There's a reason why that that record, Cubby's record, held for 30 years. That just doesn't happen like that every single year. But I I, I agree with you. I think I think it's DQ who has that voice, and that's why I'm kind of feeling like it's going to be a defensive pick in this in this second round.
1: Yeah, I would not be surprised, and it's interesting because I I just and I don't know if this is fair or not because you never know what people are actually like based on like their press conferences. But like, I know what Dan Quinn is like because his press conferences, him on the field, like it's all the same thing. Like I, I know what he's like. Kellen Moore, I don't feel like I necessarily know what he's like, but I don't feel like he's the sort of guy who in the room is going to be assertive. Like, no, 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 you've got to give me this. And I feel like Dan Quinn would walk in with a backwards hat and his Jordans on. And he'd be like, Hey, yo, if you want to win next year, yeah, that guy with me, we're going, right. Go give me my guy. And 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 I think he does have the most currency with them right now, so that makes sense. I'm ready for rounds two and three, Jesse. Ready for rounds two and three?
0: Yeah, I'm ready. This is this is your season. Like this is this is where you get funky right here.
1: I'll get out of the way starting in July. I'm getting my shine on today.
0: Right now, no, this is this is your season right here, brother. Like you, you. I, that's why I said last week, man, I, I admire the work that you put in, the study time that you put in. Cause I was like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, they watch all these players. I wouldn't even know where to go get film on a, on a guy from South Alabama. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you got to you know have, a guy who knows guy. Yeah, I know. And I, that's, it's all about relationships. So yes, being, able be, being able to be plugged in and do and doing that research is, 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 is key. Like I told you before, once we get past the draft and I know who on the team now I now 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 I get to get busy, but this is your season, man, and you 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 continue to do a fantastic job. And this isn't just you know, this isn't greasing up the old. The old shout thing. out,
1: to, shout out to our guys at Bet Online, the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all of the latest sports developments, updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, next season's futures. Go ahead and bet on Luka, you know? I don't know if you guys know that the Mavs won last night. I was in a I was in a kind of dark place for a little bit right there just after the first round of the draft that the Mavs won. So go ahead, put something on Luka. MLB back out there, pick the World Series winner, bet online. They also, in addition to your sports wagering needs, they got live betting your favorite Vegas casino and poker games, and super easy to get started. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online where the game starts. And I will be honest, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, I don't know if I'm going to stream tonight because KT told me that he wouldn't be available. And so I'm like, I don't know if I want to sit here by myself and try to entertain for hours. Maybe I'll go live a little bit before the Cowboys pick. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see, but I love you, Jesse. Thanks for another wonderful episode. We'll do it next week. Let's do it. All right, everybody out there, go Cowboys because it's good for everyone when they win. And remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through. So be cool to everyone. I love you. Bye.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts. So you can quickly and easily find what you need.